Lehigh Kendall had waited half a lifetime to become chairman of the department. As a result, middle age caught up with him before he could achieve his dream of being known as a wonderkind at the University of Utah. For thirty years, one man had stood in his way, and that man, Klaus Gottfried, had clung tenaciously to his job, staying on five years past his sixty-fifth birthday. But then he could do what he wanted, because he was a man with clout, known to everyone as the grand old man of southwestern archaeology. Now it was Kendall who was practically an old man. How many good years did he have left, he wondered. Ten at the most. Ten more years in the office he so patiently waited for, and which the grand old man had left smelling like a cave, complete with a hodgepodge of dusty, unlabeled Indian artifacts. The last time Kendall had seen his predecessor, the old geezer had looked like an artifact himself. But that was what happened when a man put off retirement too long. He became obsolete without realizing it. Well, Kendall wouldn't let that happen to him. He had the church to fall back on, something an atheist like Gottfried would never understand. Yes, indeed. Kendall looked forward to the day when he could turn his energy to proving scientifically that the Book of Mormon was right, that Indians were the lost tribe of Israel. He nodded with satisfaction. A man didn't have to turn into a pack rat simply because he grew old. The key was an orderly mind. Kendall's office reflected that. Gone was the junk Gottfried had collected, replaced by modern chrome furniture and bookcases which perfectly matched Kendall's modern approach to university administration. The trouble was, Klaus Gottfried wouldn't die. On top of that, there were reminders of him everywhere. Foremost among them was Kevin Manuel, Gottfried's final protege, hired not long before the old man's retirement. For that, Kendall would never forgive Gottfried. That job should have been Kendall's to fill. But Kendall was biding his time. Sooner or later, a man like Manuel, ex-footballer, would make a mistake. And maybe today was to be the fatal moment, Kendall thought, checking the digital clock on his desk to see if Manuel was late for his appointment. The clock had just blinked out 10 a.m. when Manuel walked in. I have an important meeting at 10.30, Kendall said sharply. His voice sounded firm, the exact opposite of his roly-poly body. Manuel wanted the man's goodwill, so he nodded sympathetically and got right to the point. I have a project in mind that just might turn out to be a feather in the department's cap. He didn't like the way it came out exactly, but the words seemed to have the desired effect. Kendall leaned forward, pressing his soft stomach against his desk and pursing his lips with obvious interest. For the next few minutes, Manuel summarized the documents he'd come across in the library, then elaborated on the additional research he'd done on his own, including verification of the Rollins family through the Mormon Church's genealogical library. By the time Manuel finished speaking, Kendall's face wore a tight grimace. It stayed in place as he spoke. Do you expect me to sanction something like this? If
If Siebel exists, you ought to know better than to believe in fairy tales. How do you explain the priest's journal, then, and the letters? I don't have to. All I know is I'm not putting my name to a ghost hunt. It's my neck, Manuel said, beginning to lose the composure he told himself to be so careful about. When you're in the field, you represent the university. There's no telling what kind of publicity this could generate. I'm not going to hold a press conference, and I don't expect to find gold either. Nor do I believe in monsters, but something must have happened in that town. Mass hysteria, maybe, and maybe, just maybe, I can find out. If I do, it will make an interesting paper. Modern archaeology is out of your field. You don't have to give me an official stamp of approval, Manuel said. I'm not even asking for university money.